Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. James H. Buford was the CEO of the Urban League in St. Louis for 28 years, as well as a national board member two times and, for a time, the president of its Association of Executives. He died Friday, November 29th at age 75. Buford joined St. Louis on the Air after his retirement in 2013. On the show, he talked about his time as a civil rights advocate. Here's how he described the work he did. My job is a balancing. I have to provide service to people. That's what I've been paid for for over the 28 years is to bring in programming and expand the services offered through the Urban League. And I'm also someone who has to criticize the people because I have to advocate. I remember the first director of employment at the Urban League before I ever got there was a guy named Frank Campbell. Frank went down to Anheuser-Busch and said, I want you to hire the people at the Urban League. And they said, well, in those days, we don't hire African-American people. He said, well, you need to change that. Well, we had to advocate. And now today, Anheuser-Busch is one of the biggest, not only of the supporters of the Urban League, but supporters of everything in this town and all the other companies. I'm just singling them out, is that you have to advocate in a positive manner. And it's how you do it. It's above the table. It's not in-your-face, slam-duck, name-calling. It's, okay, let us work with you and see how we can change that. Let's start out maybe in the housekeeping area at a hotel, or let's start out in the the janitorial area at a corporation. Let's break the... I remember that Reverend Johnny Scott and I, who was the Reverend Scott's over the East St. Louis NAACP, went to Belleville. They had not one African-American employee when I first started working. Uh, and we worked with them. We tried not to be critical or go public with it, although 60 Minutes got hold to it, and we were on there once. But we tried to... You can't work with the people if you're going to criticize. Now today, they have an African-American police chief, many African-American working and a lot of black people live in Belleville now. So you have to do that or you're defeating your purpose. That was James Buford on St. Louis on the Air in 2013. He also described on the show that day his philosophy of making change. Reverend Jesse Jackson has a famous quote, there are tree shakers and there are jelly makers. So the people that shake the tree to get the fruit off of it, that's their role. But once you do that, some <clears throat> jelly makers have to come in pick up the fruit, and convert it into jelly. So my good friend Al Fleischman called me. He was a mentor, and he said, Jim, I just got you a membership at the Missouri Athletic Club. And I said, I can't join the Missouri Athletic Club, Al. I didn't ask for that. I, they don't let, there are no black members and there are women. I'm a civil mm -hmm. rights leader. He said, Jim, if you knock a door down and walk away, it's vandalism. If you knock a door down and walk through, it's progress. And that's the attitude I've always had. And that was James Buford. In addition to his civil rights legacy, Buford was something of a local fashion icon. He frequently donned a bow tie. He eventually collected more than 300 of them. And during his appearance on St. Louis on the Air, we took a call from a fellow activist named Ira Folks, who explained what he admires about Buford. And then they discussed those bow ties. Jim, uh, congratulations on your retirement. Oh, this is our folks. Hi, Ira. Good to see you. Good to hear you. I can't see you, but good to hear you. Yeah, I remember you and I, Ron, met years ago before you got the job over there, you know, at the Urban League. Mm -hmm. And you said some things that you know, directed my life. But I like about you the most. You're the same Jim you I met back in the 80s as you are now. Well, thank you, Ira. That's quite a compliment coming from you. Ira's an activist and been involved in the cares about this community. So coming from you, that's quite a compliment, my friend.
Well, they did a feature on me. I became, I got the award of Citizen of the Year, and you may have saw it on Channel Five. Did a uh, a little promo about my bow ties, and uh, and I have over three hundred of them, and I don't wear them all, but I collect them. But thank you, Iris. Some, you know, a little story on that. I was living in Washington D.C. And um, I had my sons, who are now 41 and 36, were just, one was kindergarten and one was an infant. And my wife and I didn't have much money. And I went to this new chain that was open, new store chain. Uh, it's called Sims. Now, we're familiar with Sims. It's closed here now, but still. And it was in northern Virginia, right outside of Alexandria. And they had bow ties on the table as I came in. And they were three for $10. And I said, you know, I haven't bought anything in bulk since I've been here. So I bought these three bow ties for $10, right? And and then I bring them home, and my wife says, why did you buy these? I said, what do you mean? She said, you don't know how to tie one. <laughs> and a bow tie brings attention to your face, and you have a very round face. Plus, you have kind of a little girth under your chin here, which will fray the bow tie. Why would you waste your money? So I was determined. And a gentleman who had diabetes who would go into the men's bathroom every morning where I worked in the White House at that time, um, would take his insulin shot, and he taught me how to tie a bow tie. We'd stand in there and look in the mirror together, and he mm-hmm. showed me how to do it. So that's how I started, and eventually by 1981, that's all I ever wore. And, and it's become a trademark, but I like them, and I, whether they're complimentary or not, I, they're easy. You don't spill food on them. Uh, you <laughs> spill it just on your shirt, but those right. are washable. So thank you, Ira, very much. Jim, enjoy retirement. You know, like I said, you create a model, okay, for the whole country, as we've been heard already, because you had a vision, okay, of where to go when you went in there. Well, thank you. God bless you, and thank you for all you've done. And I'm not going away. I'm, I'm not going to be here to Urbanly, but I'm yeah, a, Jim, I know that already. <laughs> okay. Thank you, my friend. That's James Buford, the longtime civil rights activist in St. Louis. Here's what he had to say about some of his achievements during his 28 years at the Urban League. I think uh, there are some achievements that I've had. The agency has grown from $2.5 million to over $23 million. I'm very proud of that. Not for the sake of raising funds, but the scope of the agency. I'm very proud of the fiscal management of the agency. We've had 13 straight years of A133 audits that are clean. Um, We're serving over 60,000 people a year. That's the whole purpose of the Urban League. We've been rated a five-star affiliate by the National Urban League. I tell you, we're rated number one. Better Business Bureau has uh, rated us one of the top companies. I've increased... They took a deficit and 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 increased the uh, um, the reserves of the agency. Those are the things I'm I'm very proud of. But most importantly, I'm proud of the fact that the Urban League has spoke for and represented our constituents, not just African American people, but all people that have been disenfranchised. We also got some thoughtful messages from two people who remember Buford. Vervis Jones, the former St. Louis comptroller, knew Buford during his youth in North St. Louis. Jim Buford transformed the Urban League. He brought a level of political savvy to the agency. He used, his, he used that political savvy to provide a voice for the underserved. He was above all a firm believer that poverty was the root of most of the problems that faced the black community. He will be missed in this community. That was Vervis Jones. And we also heard from Michael Patrick McMillan, the current president and CEO of the Urban League of Metropolitan St. Louis. I have had the privilege now of serving as president of the Urban League for a little bit over six years. 
and succeeding Jim Buford has been a tremendous honor. He is an iconic figure in the local community, but also in the National Urban League movement. He has served on the National Board of Trustees on two occasions. He has served as the president of the Association of Executives of all of the urban leagues across America. He is an iconic figure for not only his style, his grace, his commitment to this community, but his hard work and his ability to be a bridge builder between the black and white community, the grassroots and the corporate community, and his willingness to get involved in some tough civic issues, whether it was the school board or the election board or many of the other not-for-profits that he served on. He was also a corporate leader in the sense that he has served on more corporate boards of directors than almost any African-American in St. Louis. Only a couple of other people have that distinction. And he did it at a time that really was pioneering for African-Americans. His advocacy for full engagement of everyone in society is something that we have to be very appreciative of as a region because it helps us in terms of where we need to go and how we need to bring everyone along with us and let everyone have a seat at the table. So it is a tremendous honor to work for an organization that he once led and to continue to try to build upon his legacy and all of the great things that he did when he served as our president for almost 30 years. The Urban Lee family sends our condolences to his wife, Susan, his two sons, and his extended family, and we will continue to pay tribute to his legacy and make sure that we honor his name here in the Urban League locally and nationally. That was Michael Patrick McMillan, who succeeded James Buford in running the Urban League. Details about a memorial service for Buford have not yet been released. We'll post them on our website at stlpublicradio.org once we know more. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.